A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. And now it's time for a deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. You got it. Buck Baloo Show, keeping it real here in Metro Atlanta on 680 The Fan. Hope your Monday's off to a great start. You're a Bulldog fan, just think about the dogs. Don't think about the Falcons. That'll bring you down. Thank you, Buck. Road Dog over in Athens, he's getting ready for that Kirby Smart press conference you'll hear right here on the fan later this morning. The Bulldogs turn the page and get ready for Tennessee and a trip to Knoxville. We'll be all over it this week. DT in the house, ready to go. You're rested up, DT. Ready to go. Good weekend. Uh, yes, a good good weekend. Got a chance to get out to uh, the George game on Saturday, and then had to sit through the football yesterday. But yeah, good weekend, Buck. Had to sit through it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I don't know. Yeah. I heard that. Wish I was more surprised. I'll just say that. You can listen many ways to 680 The Fan. 680 AM. We got 93.7 FM streaming at 680thefan.com. You can watch the show. All you got to do is click. And then the Fan Mobile app. You should have gotten that by now. Listen anywhere, anytime, crystal clear. And that is driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you. Beaver Toyota and Coming. 10 o'clock hour sponsor, Dupree Plumbing. Call the team I trust at DupreePlumbing.com and score $50 off your next plumbing service. Let's get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. Stick a fork in us because we're done. Falcons just lost to a 1-8 Phoenix Cardinals team and are now 4-6, having lost three in a row. Plenty of blame to go around. Defense could not come up with stops with the lead three different times. It's become a trend. More red zone issues for the offense. And Arthur Smith's conservative play calling is to blame, too. Who cares? His run-heavy play calling kept the game close and allowed the Cardinals to stay in the game. Even the punt cover team was lousy. With the game on the line. Ritter failed to convert a critical fourth and one quarterback sneak. Talk about inept. Your quarterback can't even gain a yard on a quarterback sneak when it was there to gain. My goodness. Now we enter the bye week. Now, prepare to hear Art announce that they're going to go with Desmond Ritter the rest of the season because that's what's going to happen. You'll hear that during the bye week at the end of it. We're going with Ritter rest of the year. Now, the prediction here 
on the Buck Ballou show is this. The Falcons go 7-10. and 10. They fire Arthur Smith and draft a new quarterback in the first round of the upcoming NFL draft, which is loaded with quarterback prospects. There are 10 to 12 of them that are going to be in this upcoming NFL draft. Falcons are going to take one of them with the first round pick. The three-year plan has been a complete failure. The Falcons organization has let us down again. No surprise there. Big Take brought to you by our friends at Daco Systems. Contact locally owned Daco Systems, keeping Atlanta comfortable one day at a time. You know, when I think of the fa- my Falcons, when I think of them, in a word, dysfunctional comes to mind. We hired the head coach before we hired the general manager. Talk about backwards. We hired a head coach that has a run-first philosophy, and we're playing in a pass-happy league. Talk about dysfunctional. We've got a personnel department full of ex-general managers that were let go because they didn't get the job done. Talk about dysfunctional. We've passed on impact players in the draft We've got a long list of failed draft picks. Talk about dysfunctional. And we've got a history of hiring the wrong head coaches. I mean, think about Arthur Blank's first bold move as the owner of the Atlanta Falcons. He fired Dan Reeves, who just took us to the Super Bowl. Rise up! And he hired a guy in Jim Moore Jr. that won him over by pushing a shopping cart into the interview full of binders. Talk about dysfunctional. I'm ready to give up the fight. Then they hire Bobby Petrino, an awful person with awful people skills, and he left you in the middle of the night. Talk about dysfunctional Mike Smith you caught lightning in a bottle you hired a good man turned out to be an excellent football coach and did some amazing things here but then you hired Q the catchphrase man you got that right Chris talk about dysfunctional I think you nailed it And now you've gone with Arthur Smith, who I had a terrible first impression of when they hired Arthur Smith and Mr. Fontenot. Falcons hosted a social for the media to come meet the new head coach and the new general manager. And so I went. And my first impression was Arthur Smith had trouble talking with anybody in that room. Talk about dysfunctional. And maybe, just maybe, when these jobs open up, the guess here is that the head coaching candidates are told, don't take that Falcons job because they are dysfunctional.
And there's the big tag. So it's time to start counting down. It's just over five months to the NFL draft, Buck. Yeah, at this point, I think maybe we're not trying to win. <laughs> and people say, come on, Blue, what are you talking about there? Well, I mean, Arthur Blank's making a profit, uh, not even winning. So are we really trying to win? I do believe that Arthur Blank is doing everything he can to win. I think it's not necessarily the correct decisions, but well, I do believe that his heart is in it to win, not just, you know, take a profit like the, the Ford well, family then, or something Then like advice that. to Arthur Blank, get out of the hiring process. That might be good advice. Blank. You don't know football. Get out of the hiring process and get somebody in here that knows what they're doing running the organization. Because right now, it, it looks, it's pretty obvious, if you're paying attention, it's dysfunctional, is what it is. Let's hear from Arthur Smith after the game yesterday, the loss in Phoenix to the Cardinals. He's talking about how the Falcons need a win. Duh. So you put it, put everything you got into it, uh, and you're frustrated. But we got we to gotta find a way we get, get on that plane and get back and use this bye week and, and regroup, put everything in there, find solutions, and go win against New Orleans. That's the only thing we can do. Obviously, frustrated, as, you, as anybody would be when you come up short. But we have to go. We have to fix what's been our issues and find a way to get back over in the win column, get over the hump. Oh, please. Oh, please. Sell that to the station down the street because I'm blah, not blah, buying blah. it here on this station. All right, on a uh, lighter note, let's get to the Buck Blue Show College Football Top 5. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four. This is way more fun. Three, two, one. It's time for Buck Baloo's Top 5. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, remember now, we're trying to keep it real here on this show. Staying at number one, the clear number one team in college football, the Georgia Bulldogs. Dogs on top. Put a chokehold on Ole Miss Saturday. Moving up from three to two, I've got Michigan. Quality road win over Penn State. Michigan Wolverines doing it without their head coach. Talk about crazy. That hardball man, he is one crazy dude. You liar! Michigan at number two this week. Moving up from number five to number three. Again, remember now, I'm trying to keep it real. The Alabama Crimson Tide. Totally body slam Kentucky, 49-21. Alabama clearly one of the top teams in college football right now. Now, look, I understand they lost at home to Texas early in the season. But, folks, this isn't early in the season. This is the eye test you're hearing on this show. Alabama moving up from five to number three. Number four, Ohio State. Took down Michigan State 38-3. to Job well done. And dropping in uh, this week's poll, Florida State. Now, they got to win over the Hurricanes, a rivalry game, 27-20. Good for them. They remain undefeated. And you Seminole fans know this. You'll be back in my top four after Michigan and Ohio State play because one of them's going to lose. Lose. And then Florida State's back in that top four. Considered Washington, seven-point win over Utah. Texas barely beat a 4-5 and five TCU team? 
Texas uh, not playing the way they have earlier and they did earlier in the year. And then Oregon, 36-27 over USC. Those teams were considered. So Buck Baloo, uh, college football top five for week number 12. I've got Bulldogs number one, Michigan two, Alabama three, Ohio State four, and Florida State five. Top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. You got a problem with that, DT? No problems at all, Buck. I'm glad the Bulldogs are back where they're supposed to be. Well, no, they've been there for three weeks. You've had them for a while. You were all over Florida State. I know you've been a big, you've been a big Noel fan all all day, but yeah, not not as impressive this past week. So no, I got no problem. Cumulative thing. I do. I I I think um, two Oregon and Alabama both having a loss still are, are playing two of the best teams in the country right now, the way they're playing at this point in time. So I like that. And, yeah, yeah we we, we got to get out Ohio State or Michigan out of there. Yeah, and that's going to happen. Yeah, Somebody's going to lose. Take care of itself. Right? Chances are it's going to be Ohio State because they are soft. You know, the coach tried to tell us a couple of weeks ago you that, that they're tough. Now he's going to come after you, Buck. He came after Lou I'm, Holtz. Not, I'm still not convinced <laughs> on that one. All right, uh, coming up next. Talk about why the dogs are on top and talk about the jackets, how they fell on their face in Death Valley. We'll break it down. I got the Buck Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union. Free online and mobile banking. No minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Hey, sandwich lovers, today's your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open, Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacey and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner. steps, brother. And I'm out the door. Appreciate you hanging out Monday through Friday, 10 to 11 here on The Fan. Man, I got the best slot in all of radio. It is awesome. And I'll tell you what, when I can get in a studio, I got Bucks Beat, my podcast that I'll throw down. And we've got a big deal going on here. Uh, do you think you've got what it takes to be 680's next big fan? Right now, we're looking for fresh voices to take over the podcast space at 680 The Fan. So we're seeking young, eager, unique duos and trio. Why are we eliminating the older guys? I mean, we're just looking for the young dudes. Yeah, that's not right, Buck. I, 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 yeah, sure, I, I would got, like to encourage. Problem with that. I'd like to encourage the the older listeners to get in on this as well. We are uh, giving you, the listener, the opportunity to. Be that voice. The top three podcast idea submissions will interview live on Chuck and Chernoff with one podcaster's dream coming true. 
going to get to record and edit and post your podcast from our 680 Podcast Studio weekly for 20 episodes. Submit your podcast ideas and demos and take your shot at becoming the newest sports podcast at 680 The Fan. Apply today at 680thefan.com slash nextbigfan. DT, you going to get in on this? Do your own podcast? Well, yeah, if I can find a, a young, eager duo or a trio to join in. Or, or like you said, Buck, I think we should in, encourage the older listeners as well. Yeah, but I think you would be in the older listeners. Think if I had a podcast this week, I'd be talking about Brock Bowers quite a bit. Oh, would you? I believe so. Well, what could you tell us that we didn't already know? <laughs> Nothing. That he might actually be a superhero. Well, I tell you what, uh, Kirby got a little upset when... You know, the word got out that some of these agents uh, were, were saying he needs to just not come back and go play in the NFL. Barack, or, uh, Kirby said at the post game that Brock told him, Brock told Coach Kirby Smart that that uh, pisses him off, Buck. He wasn't happy with some of these quote-unquote uh Yeah, I don't think advisors. anybody's ever seen Brock pissed off. <laughs> he, he's, he's always, he does always seem like he's a, he's a happy-go-lucky young man. But, uh, yeah, as Kirby said, I don't believe those people will be representing Brock going forward. So, Well, uh, Georgia took down Ole Miss on Saturday night for everybody to see. How about them Oh, uh, You know, it's competitive or early in the first quarter, and then it got away from Ole Miss. Felt like we might be in for a I shootout mean, for just a little bit, but, yeah. Yeah, it was 14-14, and then Georgia at that point outscored them 38-3. to 38-3. And punch the clock as far as winning the SEC East and punching the clock to go opposite Alabama in the upcoming SEC championship game. <laughs> I just love it. And we got three weeks to talk about it, too. But Bulldogs have now won 27 games in a row and certainly made a case. I don't know if the college football playoff committee was paying attention or not. We'll know tomorrow night. But they certainly, the dogs, made a case to the committee that they are clearly the number one team in college football. So they took down number 12, Missouri, and now they've blown out number nine, Ole Miss, in back-to-back weeks. If that doesn't impress you, I don't know what will. Dog offense at full strength on Saturday night. Even Lane Kiffin was impressed with the Georgia offense. After the game, he admitted so. Brock Bowers was back, DT, as you were talking about, 26 days after surgery. He's back on the field. And uh, no limp. You could not detect anything that would tell you that he had been hurt. That's might even be, and that's the most shocking part, Buck. I, I, I figured as we heard, we heard the, the rumblings, the whispers became louder and louder through the week where yesterday it felt like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to at least suit up and be out there. But it felt like, you know. Get him a pack. He'll be have a package. Just a handful of snaps. Get him back into the into the group. No, he was a full. He go. was absolutely fine, Buck. Three, Unbelievable. Three catches in the game. One touchdown. And you might say, well, that, not a lot of impact out of Bowers. Then you weren't watching the I, I game. I disagree then. with yeah. that. Uh, the impact on coverage, where the attention is totally on Brock Bowers. You got a guy playing inside. You got to play a guy playing outside. You got a guy over the top. You got a guy up close constantly the defense for Ole Miss monitoring where Brock Bowers was lined up and coverage was tilted his way. And because of that, you had other receivers running open, like Lad McConkey, 
First time Lad McConkey and Brock Bowers have been on the field at the same time. I think Auburn maybe for a minute. But for the most part, both those guys being 100% on the field at the same time, and it looked impressive. Lad with four catches, he had a touchdown in the ball game. Great to see both those guys full strength doing damage on the opposing defense. Uh, Dominic Lovett continues to be a reliable weapon. And I tell you what, now the running back room has gotten healthier. Got uh, Dajan Edwards is looking great. Now you got Kendall Milton back 100% at the top of his game. And, man, he's running tough. Kendall Milton, nine carries, 127, two touchdowns. Enjoyed seeing that 50-yard sprint that he had in the game. Running tough. Then you got the offensive line playing dominating football. Amarius Mims back in there at right tackle. Mauling people on the right side of that offensive line. They are deep. They've got eight guys that they can throw out there on the offensive line and dominate. So you're talking about you're talking about some quality depth. And you're talking about an offensive line that can stay fresh the entire game long. They're mauling people on the offensive line. Carson Beck, how about this? I get to Carson Beck last. I'm bragging on all these pieces on the Georgia offense and the quarterback's last on the list continues to play at a high level. 18 of 25, 300 plus, two touchdowns. There was that fluke interception that wasn't on the quarterback Carson Beck. Put it right on the money. If anything, that was a really good throw. Right on the money. The ball gets tipped and goes up in the air and you got another defensive back comes and uh, catches it before it hits the ground. Extremely efficient football from uh, from Carson Beck. Beck can see the field, and that is the difference between him and Stetson Bennett, who was at the game, by the way. Great seeing Stetson back in the house, but Carson Beck at six foot four can see the middle of the field, and Carson uh, is, is a guy too that can make all the throws. I mean, he can velocity on it. He can throw it with touch. He can pull that thing down and run with it when nobody's in the middle of the field. Carson Beck, really, really impressive. Can't say that enough. Bulldogs scored touchdowns on their first four possessions. Talk about starting quick. Mike Bobo, another tremendous job. Uh, DT, I hadn't heard anybody criticizing Mike Bobo lately. I have all those people moved to a different state. Funny how that works. Uh, Yeah, I guess, um, yeah, they're they're a little quieter these days, it seems. Bulldogs, 52 points on the scoreboard on a top 10 team. 600-plus total yards. That was the big shock when we got the the stat sheet after the game. They ran for 300 yards? What? Wow. And talk about balance, too. 300 passing yards, 300 rushing yards. Just an absolute complete game, beautiful, both sides of the ball, special teams, coaching, yeah. uh, the atmosphere, the fans were great. Uh, and you mentioned we, we saw Stetson. We also got to see Coach Rick being honored that way. And Brian Harmon uh, had the Claret Jug inside Sanford Stadium, so that was pretty cool too. Man, I tried to get Just down a... there on the sideline. They wouldn't let me down there. <laughs> what? You're, you're Buck Ballou. Come on. Please. Please. Hey, uh, Georgia defense, really impressive, man. So impressive. You're going against one of the top offenses in college football. And, look, they came out, and I'm sure they charted some plays. They had uh, some plays there, first 10, 20 plays of the game they had charted out. And so they, they were able to do some damage 
early in the game. All right, two touchdown drives for Ole Miss. Three points the rest of the way. And this Georgia defense, I look at them as the the best coached defense in college football. Keeping it real here. You got Schumann doing a great job as the Cody, the, the defensive coordinator. You got Will Muschamp uh, really undercover. When people talk about the Georgia defense, they go to Schumann. They talk about Kirby Smart and his influence, and they skip right over. They gloss over the Will Muschamp thing. Will Muschamp doing an awesome job. And you got Kirby and his hand in it. One field goal the last three quarters against this Bulldog defense. They went punt, interception, into halftime. Then they come out and go punt, 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 all three and outs to start the second half. Next thing you know, they're down 45-14. And what was the field goal about? They're late in the game for Ole Miss. Seriously? I mean, you're down 45-14 to and you're kicking a field goal? They knocked the quarterback Jackson Dart out of the game. Boy, that was a tough hit. I mean, he took a shot from two dudes. You might want to get down a little quicker next time. Bulldog defense played the run tough. Judkins, one of the top running backs in one of the top running schemes in college football. 22 carries for 75 yards. Let me do the math, a little over three yards a carry. I'd say that's getting the job done. 33 yards was the longest explosive play that Ole Miss had in the game. 33 yards. And how about C.J. Allen stepping in for Jamon Dumas-Johnson? Nine tackles and a sack for the freshman linebacker stepping in for Pops. Really, really impressive. And shout out to Kamari Lassiter in that secondary, keeping Trey Harris, that big, huge, dominant wide receiver. Not so much. Yeah, two catches, 12 yards. Unbelievable. Bulldogs won 27 in a row, 37 in a row regular season games, 25 in a row at Sanford Stadium, and ranked number one. 22 weeks in a row in the AP poll. You know, the committee hadn't come around yet. And as I reminded you late last week, Ole Miss started last season 8-1, and one, lost their last four games. Could be trending down at this moment. All right, let's talk about the Jackets for a moment. How about Tech? Georgia Tech went up to Death Valley and took one on the chin. Uh, they lost their ninth straight to the Clemson Tigers, 42-21. And the offense, which was really hot coming into this game, and look, Clemson's defense, their problem is not on defense. Offensively, they struggled. Defense has been pretty solid the entire season. But this uh, Georgia Tech offense, not able to get the best of the Tigers' defense, I believe Tech was averaging like 465 yards, total yards. They left uh, Death Valley uh, 250 yards total offense. Eric Singleton, uh, the receiver, man, he his two touchdown drops did a lot of damage. I know everybody's criticizing the quarterback, Haynes King, over the weekend, yesterday into today. In the coffee shop, I had some of these tech guys stepping up saying, that Haynes King was terrible. And I was saying, dude, he had a receiver that dropped that post pattern early in the game that would have put him up. Clearly a good throw deep down the field, post pattern, and the receiver dropped the ball. 
and then dropped another touchdown later in the game. Defense made uh, Cade Klubnick, the Clemson quarterback, look like Trevor Lawrence on Saturday. I kid you not. Lawrence with, uh, well, I'm sorry, Klubnick, not Lawrence. It looked like Lawrence, but it was Klubnick. Four touchdown passes out of Cade. Shipley and Mafo ran wild with the run game. I mean, Georgia Tech's performance was so bad this past Saturday that Dabo actually thinks the Tigers are a good football team right now. That's how bad Tech was. Let me say that again. The Jackets' performance was so bad that Dabo left the game thinking that his Clemson team was a good football team. So that's a little bit crazy right there. Tech and Syracuse this weekend. They need to win that one, DT. Uh, Let me just say they got a 0% chance of beating Georgia in the final game of the year. And if they want to go to a bowl game, got to beat Syracuse coming up this Saturday. And they get the night game under the lights. No excuses, Tech Nation. I guess if they can't beat Syracuse at home, Maybe they don't deserve to go to a ball game. Yeah, it's hard to argue against that. Yeah, they lost some of those. Obviously, we don't have to go back over it. But the the games they should have won earlier this season might come back to bite them. Syracuse started off this the year looking decent, and that hadn't hadn't been as impressive. How about Tech? Looking bad Saturday, and I think the receiver really uh, sort of set the tone with the two drop touchdown passes early in the game. Kind of deflating, huh? Yeah, yeah just uh, tough to overcome that on the road when you're not making those plays. Not to kick the kid around. Let's get to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the Dogs, and it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, 45, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Uh, they're making the uh, trip to Knoxville coming up on Friday. We'll uh, be making that short trip to Knoxville. From the Great Smoky Mountains. You always, you've always spoke so fondly about Neyland Stadium. Yeah, it, uh, it seems like, I mean, the way those stands get vertical, when you stand on that field, it's like the stands go up into the heavens above. Really is one of the top venues in all of all of football, not just college football. And really was a lie. It was an honor and privilege to go up there and play a couple times. Uh, so a 3.30 kickoff coming up Saturday in Knoxville on CBS, Tennessee. Boy, they didn't look very good on Saturday. Talk about getting taken to the woodshed. Boy, Missouri took those boys down. And did you see what Drinkwitz was saying after the game? We kicked their blank. Our defense kicked their offenses butts is what Drinkwitz, just to put it politely, is what he was saying after the game. You see, the Volunteers put 60-plus on them a year ago. And this time around, Missouri was going to have none of that on defense. 
Bulldogs coming off that win over Ole Miss at home. So uh, last season you had Georgia take down. I believe Tennessee was ranked number one last season when Georgia got them between the hedges and uh, took them down 27 to 13 in that game. Now, Tennessee has changed. Uh, a year ago, they were a vertical passing team. Uh, that's what led the way for Tennessee and the success they had a year ago was throwing the ball downfield. They had a couple of receivers that could flat out go get it. I mean, that quarterback, uh, Dobbs, was he was throwing it up in the air. Um, uh, the Tennessee quarterback just putting it up down the field, and Hyatt and those boys were flat running down that ball and taking it to the house. They don't have that collection of talent this year, and so they've changed their philosophy. Good coaching by Heupel. That was Hendon Hooker throwing it deep down the field last season. And this year, Heupel looked in the mirror and said, we don't have that kind of personnel. We're going to have to change it up. We're still going to spread the field with multiple wide receivers, but this year we're going to run the football. The mark of good coaching. Look at the personnel and design your scheme looking at the personnel. What can we do? What can't we do? They can't throw it deep this season, but we can spread you out and run that football. Maybe not in Columbia, Missouri over the weekend, but but other than that, that's why that's where their success has come. Georgia, a 10-point favorite in the game. Does that seem low, DT? What are you thinking with the line? I, I would admit I would have guessed probably like 13. Uh, yeah, I think that's one of the, might be the smallest, the shortest, smallest line in all year for the Georgia Bulldogs. So Vegas well, thinks, winning on Vegas the road in the SEC yeah. is tough. Nothing to lose for uh, Tennessee. Let's hear from Kirby talking about, and look, the, the sideline reporter, as soon as that game ended against Ole Miss, asked Kirby on the field about, well, they clinched the East. They're going to play Alabama in the SEC title game. Kirby would have none of that. Our goal this week was to win the now. From Monday to today, it was win the now. We weren't worried about what happened. The past does not talk to the future. The past does not talk to the present. The present doesn't talk to the future or past. They don't talk. They don't text. They don't send each other messages. All we wanted to do was win the present. Each play that happened in the game, we wanted to win the next. And I thought the guys did a great job handling that message all week. Yeah, and that's going to be the message again this week. Beat Tennessee. Winning on the road in the SEC is not easy. So you're going to get tested up in Knoxville. So go ahead and get ready for that. And then you got the leadership group that are uh, taking that message and spreading that through the team, which has a lot of young players on this Georgia team. Stay focused. One game at a time. Take care of Tennessee. The rest we'll worry about later. Now, I have to come clean on one thing, all right? Last night, I spent roughly about an hour. Uh-oh, Buck, you're looking ahead, are you? I spent about an hour <laughs> researching the Georgia-Alabama matchup. So I'm way ahead. <laughs> I'm way ahead of Kirby and the Bulldogs as they get ready for Tennessee. I've completely looked past that and looked past the Georgia Tech rivalry game and already working, watching video and breaking down the matchups, looking at Georgia and Alabama coming up in the SEC title. They asked Kirby post-game, are you is somebody on the staff? Are there some folks on the staff looking ahead to the SEC championship? And no, Kirby Kirby shut that down pretty quickly. And said, yeah, we got Tennessee this week. Yeah, good coaching, man. That's what that is, brother. That is good coaching. Dude, we're going to have some fun here at 680 The Fan. We want you to be a part of it. 
I want you to join us Thursday, December the 7th from 6 to 10 at Motor Cars of Atlanta. No, we're not going to race. We're going to close out our Generation Fan 30th anniversary with the second annual 680 Casino Night. Does that get your attention? Presented by First Horizon Bank and benefiting the Atlanta Community Food Bank. Admission, $125 a person with a portion of each entry going directly to the uh, Atlanta Community Food Bank. Along with all the Vegas-style games that you love to play. I don't think we're going to have slots. That's just jackpots. That's what people will be wanting to You're going to have a chance to enjoy complimentary eats, live music from... Lilac wine and cold Corona Larceny bourbon and deep eddy cocktails as you ante up and play the odds. At the end of the night, you'll cash out and cash in on some amazing prizes. Want to be a part of the fun? Head over to 680thefan.com slash casino and reserve your spot for the 680 The Fan Casino Night. Motor Cars of Atlanta benefiting Atlanta Community Food Bank and brought to you by First Horizon Bank, our presenting sponsor. Also, uh, we got Kroger involved. We got Harris Cherokee Casino and Resort, just to mention a couple of our great sponsors. So we hope you're going to be a part of that. Should be a lot of fun. Everybody here seemed to be uh, really looking forward to that. All right, coming up next, a glimpse of my current Heisman ballot. And we got coaches on the move out. We'll talk about it next. Got the Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. On the fans, 680 and 93.7. Appreciate you listening to the show. So we try to keep it real here in Metro Atlanta. Heard you on the update, Buck. $75 million to get rid of Jimbo. <laughs> hey, we're going to talk about that in the final word. But first, let's get to what's popping. Let's find out what's popping. Well, what's popping is that Heisman ballot. I'll be voting again this year. And right now, at the top of my ballot is LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels. Becoming the first quarterback in college football history on Saturday to pass for 300 or more yards, 372. And also run for 200 or more yards. What? 234 yards. 
He also scored five touchdowns, responsible for five touchdowns in the game. Taking down the Florida Gators. So I'll tell you what, they've been playing college football for over 100 years. And nobody has done what Jaden Daniels did on Saturday night down at Tiger Stadium, the other Death Valley, against those Florida Gators. Amazing. And that's coming off a concussion. My goodness. Weren't even sure midweek if he was going to play in that game. Yeah, and look, Michael Penix has had a great year at Washington. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. has been tremendous for Ohio State. Bo Nix putting up some big numbers. Jordan Travis, wonderful job down in Tallahassee for the Knowles. But you look at the top of college football total QBR, which I pay attention to. You know who's at the top of the list? Jaden Daniels. And if I had to vote today, which I don't, Jaden Daniels would get that vote, man. I've been tracking this guy since he was in high school. And, uh, you know, we get close to, uh, close to National Signing Day, and I'll start looking at some of the other uh, top prospects in, in the country. And his name jumped out. And I watched some video of him playing high school football. And it's just like you see him now doing. Sprinting around, wreaking havoc with the legs, throwing bullets all over the field. Tell you what, Jane Daniels, man, that was awesome what he did this past Saturday night. And that's what's popping. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. Yeah, Jimbo Fisher fired over the weekend, and didn't they win like 51 to 13? Might be the first guy ever fired. Gone. After his team uh, won in that fashion, uh, but now a rich man with no team to coach. So he's got a, a $76 million buyout. Uh, look, you can't make this stuff up. $76 million. They're going to pay him close to $20 million over the next 60 days. They will owe him $19.2 million. And then they will pay him $7.2 million through 2031. Talk about a great deal for failing. Now, the 12th Man Foundation at Texas A&M is going to cover the cost. They call this transition cost. Boy, that is that's a lot of transition cost right there. And look for the A&M roster now, which was loaded up with talent. That transfer portal, Gone. they're going to be a, max, a mass exodus there at College Station. Now, uh, Jimbo can go horseback riding on a daily basis now, not worry about the coaching. Who's going to get that job? Mike Elko, former Texas A&M defensive coordinator, doing great things at Duke. Mike Norvell, Texas native. Keep an eye out, Florida State fans. Dan Lanning, name already thrown in there. Dan Campbell, would he leave the Lions job? Former Texas A&M player. Uh, Zach Arnett, Mississippi State. This was expected to Mississippi State in a tough spot when Mike Leach passed away after the hiring season had already gone down. And I'll tell you what, I just never sold on Arnett. Uh, just watching him, zero communication on the sideline with the team and the staff. And his critical mistake was scrapping Leach's air raid offense and going vanilla. Mississippi State now in the hunt for a new coach, too. That's going to do it for me. Nick and Chris coming up next. Have a great rest of your Monday, everybody. Thank you, Buck. 
In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart. There needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 